La Fin du Monde is a Belgian-style triple in bottle-conditioned golden ale introduced in July 1994 out of Quebec, Canada. The name is claimed to derive from the European explorers' belief that they had reached the end of the world when they discovered America. Colcans Nation, if you think you reached the end of the podcast at this point, au contraire, mon frère et ma sœur, les garçons de Colcans, boivons the end of the world. La fin du monde. Oh! <laughs> Over your ears. <laughs> Pop that cork. Loud as I could. did not think that that was going to happen. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Bad pour. We got our... La Fin du Monde is a corked bottle, one big-ass bottle. the end of the eardrums <laughs> in French. That was fucking wild. Wow, Good I'm job on that intro, that. though, Joe. Thank you. That was well I, done. I thought we were going to have to do that in a couple yeah, of takes. <laughs> you said maybe multiple takes, but it was primo. Oh, thank you. Um, primo indeed. Have you had this beer before, Nick? I think I have. Okay. Um, way long ago, we were... When we recorded the first episode, I think, with yeah. the Canadian boys. Yep. Uh, Nick Luby Two uh, Nick Two Shoes. Luby Two Shoes. Uh, say what you were going to say. brought in this beer. And <laughs> say what you were going to say. We just ended up sitting down here and doing some silent disco and drank it rather than do an episode about it. So it feels like it's good to bring it back. Cheers to you, Joe. Thank you for bringing this in today. Have you had this before? I think I had it in that moment. Mm. I, I had it, I think, one other time. Um, had like a movie night. It was a fellow uh, Montreal uh, Quebecan who who brought it, and so uh, yeah, it, it's we haven't done a lot of these beers that are kind of widely regarded as some of the best beer in the world, and this is in that category. Oh yes. So I don't know if the intro mentioned it or not, but it it actually only <laughs> who started <could> say? being <laughs> it only started being uh, brewed in 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, Christ, and, I was 18 years old by then, and you were 18 by then. You've listeners know you've now had your 47th birthday. Um, yes, that was birthday by the way. Thank that you. Was that was wild last week. to that yeah. party. <laughs> wow, everybody came. Every, I was going to say I mean? I've never quite been in an orgy like that, but you know you only turned 47. I once. meant everyone showed up. Joel. Uh, okay, I understood. Uh, but yeah, we. So this is a highly regarded nine percent alcohol by volume mm-hmm. beer. The end of the world. What are your first impressions? It's a. A hit of flavor, for sure. I do not remember what this tasted like. Me neither. Coming into this, so it was a surprise. Yeah. Um, It is complex. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It's certainly not a chugger. It's a, you got to think about it a little bit and sip it. But I like it. Sippable, not sessionable. Wait, what is it? Yeah, it's sippable, not sessionable. Got it. Okay. I'll never remember our own standard. So just to read a little description about the beer, the color is a cloudy blonde with a golden hue. Though similar to Belgian triples in appearance, La Fin du Monde is less bitter and more spicy, featuring coriander and orange peel. More similar to mm. triple Carmelet than standard triples like Chimay and Westmall. The beer contains a very high alcohol content, 9% ABV, and as of 2016, the beer has earned more medals and awards, including some of the world's highest honors, than any other Canadian beer. Hmm. So it's the best Canada has to offer, and in my opinion, uh, that is very good indeed. I, I, I really like it. I think it's I think, I think it's, it's solid. They have yeah. a great website here too, the Unibrow 
uh, brewery. This That's website brewery, is yeah. is uh, which is owned wonderful. by Sapporo. Okay, the Unibrow. Well, they do a good job on web. Their <laughs> web team is off the charts. Canada's best web team. Nick's here with Web Corner and the web team off the charts. So, what makes the website great? It just, I mean, it's it's built for mobile as well. Like this would <laughs> this would go well with mobile, and uh, it just like it gives you it all the stats. Great. All the divs in the HTML down tree are lined up perfectly. <laughs> it just it gives you everything you'd want to know, like right away. The name, okay, okay. Uh, 9% alcohol, serve at, and then it is in Celsius and Fahrenheit for all of us out there. Mm. Top fermentation, and then it just gives a brief overview of it. Then you can get more into the history of it, and then it. what should you pair it with? What are What's on the nose? What is the flavor? Wow. What awards has it won? And then what can you pair it with? Um, you already said that. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> well, that's at the bottom. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mama. And even some cocktails you can make it with and other recipes you can make this with. That's really cool. Make with it's this. It's complex. Mm-hmm. That's great. What are some of the things you can you can pair it with? Okay. Sausages, quiche, or omelet. Oh, oh yeah. Sabuco. Totally. With a sausage? Mm-hmm. Quiche? I don't know. I'm not a quiche guy. Oh, Why? Because eggs taste like fart, and quiche exacerbates like that. Fart. Okay, quiche I used to be bacon that. tastes like cat piss guy, so I kind of forgive you. I think that was only because I. Oh, come on, Joe. Did I spill. You're spilling it everywhere. <laughs> Trying to be I'm generous sorry. and spilling it. The Joe Block story. I see your your. Oh, I'm kidding. Nice that has no ever, meaning. That's the nicest thing you oh. ever said to me. Oh, oh. okay. Okay. No, well, you are generous. On. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trying to be generous, but no. I was kidding, Joe. You are a generous, man. Thank you. Um, eggs taste good, though. Good eggs. You don't like runny eggs, or do I, you? I don't like runny eggs. I ask every restaurant to make eggs over medium, and okay. every single restaurant makes them over easy. Mm-hmm. That's okay, um, but I, I, I don't like dippy eggs. I don't like runny eggs. Because huh. typically, I would say if you've well-cooked eggs, that's when they would start to taste like fart a little bit. I also don't like that. Like, honestly, and it seems like I'm, like, a little shithead about it, but I guess I kind of am with eggs. I kind of only like them over medium, like, or okay. a soft-boiled egg and ramen. Okay. I can handle a scramble because the egg stuff is mixed in with all the other stuff. So, like, I'm tasting sure. sausage and peppers and everything. Then that that taste goes away. But if it's just a big pile of scrambled eggs, that's <laughs> death. That makes me want to die. I was in an airport uh, lounge okay. somewhat of recently. You were. Of course I was. Made to order eggs, and no, it wasn't. No tipping. No, it wasn't. It was a. It was one of those big steel containers, like you mm. see caterers bring out. It's probably powdered eggs, and it was filled with scrambled eggs. And I watched a guy. I've never seen anything like it. He brought up a plate, and they give you small plates on purpose at these lounges because they don't want sure. you to take too much food. Sure. He brought up a plate, and he was towering scrambled eggs. Like I'm exaggerating in front of you right now with about a foot, but it was probably six inches. Mm. It was a. It, absolutely enormous pile of scrambled eggs, and it made me. I don't know if he was going to eat it or fuck it, and it made me want to die. Oh boy. And I don't want to be sitting next to him on an airplane. No, <laughs> if he had eaten or is fucking those eggs, I don't want any part of it. And I wanted to die, so I. But I did get some scrambled eggs after him, and they were so fucking awful. Well, of course, they were you send yourself runny. up for failure. They were juicy. You bite into one. Pop like a gusher. Well, it's they're watery. Gross. I wouldn't even call it juicy. Oh, uh, yeah, that's probably powdered eggs. It was awful. You gotta, good eggs are very good to nope. me. So every time that I've made my soft scrambled eggs for you, you've faked it. I really like your soft scrambled eggs. Actually, though, I honestly do. Okay, you're a good cook. Oh, um, thanks, Joe. 
uh, Devin also makes she makes good fried eggs. She's really good at that. So nice. I'm around two does she make them over medium eggs. for you, or what she does, does she do? She's, she nails it every single time. Nice. It's okay. she's really good. I also make scrambled eggs. I put a little dollop of sour cream in at the very mm. end, and that that helps. I think totally. If you had a ton of that fat egg to, flavor, yeah, yeah. If you had a ton of fat to eggs, they're divine. Yeah. Is egg corner over, or are we still going? I did. <laughs> I want to touch on, on eggs. I want to touch on one thing. Please, you mentioned touch Fahrenheit my eggs. and Celsius. Have we done Fahrenheit and Celsius yet? Corner? No, we have not. Okay. Oh, that's right. You got. Here's my argument. And I agree with. I think we have done this on here before. Actually, actually let's are, do it again. Yes, I agree agreeing. with you. So my agreement, or my agreement, my argument, ooh, boy, is that oh, uh, Celsius is great at measuring temperature of water, and no one will deny it. And all Celsius defenders, which is most of everyone, says like, "Oh, zero is freezing, hundred is boiling. Isn't that great?" But Fahrenheit is really good at talking about the temperature of air, especially air on Earth. Mm. So, like, the, the the air around us, which I argue 90% of the time you talk about temperature, you're talking about the fucking air. Mm-hmm. And Fahrenheit, zero, is, and this is where everybody gets on my ass and absolutely drags me down the street, <laughs> uh, zero is about the coldest as, as things get. If it's below zero, it's just blindingly cold. So mm-hmm. zero is, like, the coldest winter day. And 100 is the hottest summer day. And if it's above 100, sure. you're like, holy shit, it's astronomically hot. Um, totally and, agree. And that that tells better than and has more granularity than Celsius is uh, like anywhere from like 30 degrees to like negative five. I have no idea. I haven't bothered right. myself with it. <laughs> it's like That's 35 degrees to try to tell that whole story. And Fahrenheit does a good job. So I'm glad we're on the same page. Agreed. Agreed. People I, are such so shitheads about Fahrenheit it. for weather, uh, Celsius for cooking. Cooking, like that sort science, of yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's great for it, and it's designed cooking for it. Cooking is the only science. <laughs> we, we talk about, when we talk about temperature, almost always we're talking about the weather outside. Very we're humans rarely. and we're self-centered. Give me that Fahrenheit. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, that's Celsius and... Fahrenheit corner. corner. All right, let's get back to Fin Dumont. I poured us second drinks. I poured part of yours on the table, and then the rest of it. In the We're cup. gonna work it into the wood. It's gonna be conditioned, it should, it should ale be nice. conditioned. What flavors are you getting out of this? Don't look at BA score. I'm sure. Well, you BA said some stuff earlier. He's fucking <laughs> tugging to this. Beverage. You said some stuff earlier okay. about it, and okay. I do think that there's some like coriander and orange in here. There is like, it's like. Infinitely better than, but sort of tastes like Blue Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that, too. Okay. I think a lot of uh, triple, the Belgian-style triples have that weedy, Blue Moony taste to it. Right. But there are a ton of, like, spices in this beer. And it, sh- it should be known, we should tell Cold Cans Nation, anybody, anywhere should be able to go out and get this beer. Yeah. Um, it's in every grocery store. It's going to be in the, the fancy beer part of the, the aisle. Yeah, they're in the big bottles. And you'll get one big bottle. One pint, nine point floor fluid ounces. Highly encourage you guys to be out there and be big bottle boys or big bottle girls, BBBs or, or BBGs, mm. uh, and pick one of these up and, and try this out because, yeah, coriander's good. I don't really know if I can, I could tell you out of the blue what coriander tastes like. So I, I have to be one level higher and just say I taste spices. And I certainly do taste spices. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put coriander overall. I don't know that I actually know what it specifically tastes like. Yeah. But maybe. I'm a very advanced palate boy. You're nuanced, Mr. Nuance. So the flavor on their website says mildly hoppy palate with notes of grains, fruit and spice, followed by a smooth, dry finish. A perfect balance of sugar, acidity, bitterness, spices, and alcohol. Oh. Nine <laughs> percent's perfectly balanced to them. I like these guys. I think they're doing very well up in Canada. 
Um, so the company, the Beverage Tasting Institute (BTI), th- they put on the World Beer Championships. They have given La Fin du Monde uh, many medals of excellence, five platinum, six gold, and one silver since its introduction in 1994. So it's won 12 awards in 25 years. Every other year it's won a top award. In 2004, it won the gold medal at the Los Angeles County Fair. (laughs) (laughs) So that's fun. LAC, baby. They have some cocktail recipes that you can use this beer in on their website. Demolch. One of them is called a highball. You getting burpy like me? Final, yeah. Me too. The wheats, we've talked about that. The wheats talked always about do it this. At length, yep. uh, reinforcing the sippable nature. So you put five ounces of fin de mont, one ounce cognac, one ounce simple syrup, half ounce fresh lemon juice, two pieces of rhubarb, optional, two strawberries, and mint muddled together. You got a highball. Highball high final. Interesting. What is a highball? I like cognac. I thought a highball was it referring to how, a stop, how to prepare a drink. Highballs and lowballs, I thought. Am I wrong? This says a highball is the name for a family of mixed alcoholic drinks that are composed of an alcoholic-based spirit and a larger proportion of a non-alcoholic mixer. Well-known examples of highballs yeah. include the 7 and 7, Scotch and Soda. It's just any mixed drink. Yeah. Cuba Libre. It's a mixed drink. Interesting. Okay. So they're saying is the Fin du Monde is the... Non-alcoholic mix-in, I guess, but obviously that's not quite true. So you're amping it up a little bit if you're putting the feet. Right, nine percent is is not nothing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be feeling this. Mm-hmm. There's a new burger place around the corner. I think after this podcast, I really want to go to it. If you're, if you're still down, <laughs> I saw that. I hope. I think they're doing a soft opening, so I hope they're still open into the uh, dinner time, and it wasn't just some weird lunch afternoon thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What are you laughing about, Joe? S- soft opening. Are we? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um, I was at an open mic comedy thing last night, and this guy did his full like four minute set about why he hates the female genitalia, huh. and it was leading with like, "Oh, it's an open wound," which is oh. I think similar to where you were headed. Not no, with that necessarily. I was not heading but there. Soft opening. Yeah, and everyone's just like, "What are you talking about?" That's not okay. Also, like you're kind of attacking. Right, right. He's talking about ew. It's gross. And also, nobody hates. But I know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that joke is overplayed. That was an old Louis C.K. joke, and it, it, it aged as well as Louis C.K. Oh, really? But uh, so I, didn't I honestly didn't have that in mind with soft opening. I actually was thinking about the flowering of the um, the penis, Nick. I was thinking soft? your soft opening. What? It's a the flowering of the penis. <laughs> My anatomy must be different than yours. We got to get off this. I'm I'm like... Are you okay, Joe? I, You're going to need that burger to sober up a little bit. There's too many people that I know that have told me at work that they listen to this podcast for me to go any further with this. Okay. I thought that you'd pick up on it right away. I, I still don't understand not, what you're saying. I don't saying. want to make myself clear. Okay. Um, going that, clear. That, that comic Talk sounds like he sucked ass. He was bad. And then he's the classic guy who gets angry at the crowd then. Because he was visiting from yeah. Denver, and he's like, oh, this city's messed up. Okay. Yeah, we're Said messed something up. something like that. Yeah. Was, Go try to work that material literally anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. yeah. There's always going to be women and also people with a fucking, with sensibilities. Yes. I'm pouring my third cup. Now, that's the what I'm The cup runneth over. I want you to. I don't want to spill this time. <laughs> La fin du bottle. Sh- <laughs> I got, hey, la fin du bottle. I don't know what bottle. I think it's bottiglia. Bottiglia. That might be Italian. Anyway, uh, it's good. I like this a lot. So this is a Canadian beer, Joe. You and I were both in Canada recently. Very recently. 
for a wedding. New York Quebecois, but not. Yeah. Um, Had to go on every airplane ride, getting everything in French along with the English. Hey, thanks a lot, Boeing. What, are you going to come to Boeing's defense again? <laughs> uh, that was the opposite. Uh, I was on an Airbus. Uh but yeah, because of the Boeing 747 shit, we've we both were rerouted. We went to yeah. Toronto, different flights, met up uh, for our good friend who gave us our first bottle, Nick yes, Luby Two Shoes. Yes, he did. He gave us our first Very bottle of this, man. Uh, and had a fucking fantastic wedding. We all had a really good, it was time. beautiful wedding. Really it was a beautiful. nice, intimate uh, setting. Yeah, with sixty people, Very and they cool. kind of did an informal half moon around them during the ceremony yeah. we all stood there Hell it was yeah. beautiful i cried my dang eyes out me too their their vows were well well written yes. and well done yes it really came from the heart it, it was it was awesome it, it was a good great party. it was great Toronto, danced a little bit yep you uh there's dropped. a video of you uh swinging me around uh-huh and you dropped me on my head <laughs> you in my defense you were doing this thing as I'm if a 200 pound man. yeah yeah so your legs were like up around my waist and we were swinging around and then you started to lean back, like <laughs> with your head to the sky, yeah. as if we're like Patrick Swayze and whatever that other woman's name are. In uh, Ghost, I don't. When was he dancing? Oh, I don't dirty know. dancing. Dirty, sure, dirty dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could not hold you up, so that I just like slowly let you down to the ground. <laughs> like I can't do that, Joe. You're a full grown man. Yeah, that is what you said. Like that. Mm. Um, the. Uh, Toronto in general, though, who is with Patrick Swayze and Dirty Dancing? Hold on, let me look this up. Jennifer Grey. Jennifer Grey. Yep. Of Grey's Anatomy fame? Yep, she created Grey's Anatomy. She was a show creator. Um, Toronto itself. So wedding, beautiful, awesome. Uh, they had a beautiful day for her, too. The weather was weather. beautiful. Weather corner, checked out. It was 20 degrees Celsius, which <laughs> tells you exactly what it was. Uh no, it, it it was good shit. Um, but the uh, the town of Toronto. So we uh, my my good a buddy city, from work, I do believe the city. I, I call it town <laughs> as an American. The my good buddy from work, Carthig. He's from Toronto, mm-hmm. and he put together a nice little itinerary for us. We checked out one of the things. Yeah, that was awesome. Kensington Market was fucking awesome. But the rest of Toronto, you want to know what I have a gripe Uh-oh. about? You want to know what a Glock gripe comes in for Toronto? Cue the music. It's Glock gripe time. Uh, All right. So my first Glock gripe for Toronto is traffic. That's 1A with a fucking bullet. Traffic there, it's bad. Ding, 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 ding. You're doing the Paul Russ thing. I guess I was doing the doing new no no nos, yeah, uh, yeah. It is bad though. Uh, even Paul we Russ sat, would agree. Yeah, we sat in Ubers in traffic for a very long time on that trip. To go Not like even going very far. Right, right, right. So I told well longer that, than that because then we should have walked if it was three quarters of a mile. I suppose. But I like, guess yeah, I meant, three I meant, miles would take like twenty five minutes. Right. I meant it was a three mile trip, but there'd be three quarters of a mile that took us a fucking hour. Like we'd just yes. be sitting there at a light. I told Karthik that, that we took Ubers everywhere, and he said, in hindsight, he would have given us advice to take public transportation because it's much, much faster, the train cars and I, stuff. I believe that that was probably I true. I believe it, too, now, but you know what? It is what it is. Um, city's terrible, and it is what it is. That city sucks. No, it actually was a lovely city. Uh, I'd love to have—I would have loved to have the chance to explore it more. We did, yeah. we did a genuinely insane thing on our last day before we flew out. We— to Luby Tubi's kindness, he gave us gift cards at his wedding. Oh, right. And we went to this this place called Beaver Tails. Um, 
which was really good. They were like decadent desserts and poutine. I had like a I was raised poutine. on veggie tales, but the devil has brought me to beaver tales. <laughs> so I had poutine, but P- beaver tails signature dish is the beaver tail, which is a deep fried piece of dough, and mm-hmm. then they smear on like Nutella or cinnamon or butter or whatever the fuck they put on. They yep. put on all sorts of cookie stuff. dough, and so we ate. I ate a pound of poutine, and, and you guys ate a beaver tail, and we immediately went to a recommended dim sum place in Chinatown, and we oh, ordered yeah. we ordered way too much dim sum. We ordered, like, twice as much as we could eat, and we were already full. At least I was so full. Well, you had eaten the poutine at the beaver tail's place. I didn't eat any of that, so I was, I was, were, in, I was up for still? dim sum. It was really good. Yeah. But those I, ribs were good. Yeah, they had they made a good the good rib portion. It was one of those classic like kind of disorienting, I want to say places, like dim sum places where you walk in and like part of the menu they gave you as like a normal menu, mm-hmm. but the other part of the menu was just on the wall. And right. You, and you could just order from there were like three different ways you could you could figure out what to order. And each of the on-wall menus were different. <laughs> yeah. Which was odd. So I guess you could order anything just look at where you're sitting and, when, and how good your eyesight is. <laughs> yeah. It was good though. It was good as hell and it felt like a very authentic place which I appreciated. So it Toronto had good food. Yeah. yeah. Solid solid place. I really liked the Kensington Market uh, thing. I thought that was unique and felt cool. We compared it to uh, Rainy Street in Austin. Yeah, totally. Like a bunch of houses that are repurposed. That are converted, yeah. Stores. Very cool. And there were some like restaurants. It was a fun trip. Street. Yeah, good time. I watched Stars Born on the flight to <laughs> oh, and from. Brother. That, that's all this guy watches on planes, the Stars Born. He's been watching <laughs> it. He's seen 25 Well, times. I had to see it in French. Sure. Every language. He's seen Stars Born in every language. And 25 times. Cried in every language in every as well. Language, yeah. It's made him a well-rounded person. He'll be able to die and say he saw most of the world through the eyes of a star is born. <laughs> um, before we get to BA, I see you eyeing up BA. Um, I wanted to read a little bit of copy. It's on the bottom. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I don't know if I can. There's a The reason I hesitate is there's a chip here, and I, I can't read half the copy. All right. Let's move past that. Uh, you you see if it's the same as what's on here. You can read this. La Fin du Monde recreates a style of beer originally developed in the Middle Ages by Trappist monks for special occasions. A golden ale, mildly yeasty with notes of malt, fruit, and spice, followed by a smooth, dry finish. Wow. Thank you. Well done. You pieced that together really well. You know, it's like that, like, sometimes you go on Facebook and they show you, like, a bunch of jumbled letters that, like, your aunt reposted. And it says, like, if you can read this, you have an IQ of 180. (laughs) That's what you just did with the back of the Finuman bottle. Get, uh, that is. I have an IQ of 180 Celsius. <laughs> uh, you should. I got off Facebook. You should get off Facebook. I'm no off more. Facebook. I, that's a that's an old reference. Okay, good. Uh, I, I I put pictures on for my family though. Like when we. I like that, but I do that all through different apps now. There's what better ways to are do your it. Family on. What apps? Google Photos. Your family is all on Google. Yeah, Photos? you just have to have a Gmail account. Oh, okay. You have Google I Photos. I don't know my, my, you know, my grandma's Gmail or anything. Get her on there, baby. Get Facebook that high-speed internet set up. Facebook is good to leave it there. Um, I think people appreciate, like, oh, you know, I'm fortunate to do some traveling, so people appreciate seeing that in my family. I mm-hmm. wish that it was like, what was the Google social network they tried to do and then it failed? Google Plus. Google Plus. I wish I could, like, create a circle and be like, this is just for my family. Right. Maybe I can't have Facebook. I don't have the passion or energy. I think you can. It. 
Yeah. I'm not going to look into it. But they it. don't point you to it. Yeah. So I just I just kind of stick it there, and it really is for them. Where, what are we doing? What do we talk about? We're going to rank this. Oh, yeah, BA guy. score. Get yeah, to let's the BA. do the BA score. So this Nick, one, I'm drunk. over 10,000. I'm feeling it, too. Oh, boy. Feels good. It's got over 10,000 ratings of a 4.32 out of 5 or outstanding. Wow. So not world-class. Some not, of the ones we've done are world-class. So world-class beers that we've had, Pseudo Sue, number one, our number one beer, our number five beer, Rodenbach Grand Cru, was mm-hmm. world-class, and our number 14 beer, Old Rasputin Russian Imperial Stout, was 95 oh, wow. world-class. So Pseudo Sue oh, is 4. I didn't have any of that this past winter. I should have. You should have. And you said winter. 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 You did a little bit of... The long winter passed without me having an old Rasputin <laughs> well-reputed. Uh Pseudosu is 4.52 out of 5, and then we have some old standards with Rodenbach Gland Crew is 95, and Old Rasputin <laughs> Russian Pier. I heard Gland Crew, which would be fun. <laughs> That's what I call my proctologist's <laughs> office, is my Gland Crew. <laughs> and uh, All right. Old Rasputin Russian Imperial Style was 95 as well. So, so what, do you, what do you say about this, Joe? I, I don't think it's my number one. But I think it's, it's up here. I was kind of hoping that some jackass, my computer just froze. <gasps> not a Microsoft computer. Not on my watch. It is a Microsoft product. My watch has ended. Uh, hey. The, no Game of Thrones talk on this I podcast. Was, I was That's hope- our vow. I was hoping some, those crypts are safe. I was hoping some uh, the, uh, beer advocate jackass would have something interesting to say before we got to rankings. There is something interesting. This person gives it a 3.89 out of 5, which is well below what the overall rating is. Interesting. He says it's a bit hazy golden color, fluffy white foam that lasts and leaves serious lacing. Smells like Belgian yeast and doughy malts. All the normal fruit and spice character Belgian yeast should bring to a beer. Strong traditional Belgian flavor without the off flavors. Highly carbonated and a bit dry on the finish. The best Belgian style beer outside of Belgium. And then 3.89 out of 5. Wow. Guy sounds like a real blowhard. Unless he just doesn't like Belgian beers, I guess, which is a possibility. I guess, but then, but then, like, kind of come up, come forward with that. We should do a whole uh, treatise on beer advocate reviewers. We should. (laughs) And why the site sucks. It does suck. Fuck beer advocate. We've leaned on it so hard. Unless you guys want to sponsor us. I guess we haven't leaned on it. Yeah. You and uh, Jeff Allworth are going to come crawling no. back to the Jeff cans, Allworth, boys. If Jeff Allworth came back and said, I have a billion dollars, I'll give you a billion dollars to sponsor, I'd tell Jeff Allworth to go oh, would you? fuck his billion Well, I would say, Jeff, Joey's off the show. I'll take the bill. Much like the much like uh, the the Dubai airport, the guy fucking the pile of scrambled eggs, Jeff Allworth can fuck his pile of money. Oh, that was in Dubai. It was. Joey gradually dropped oh, I that. Didn't mean, I didn't mean to. I was trying to think of where it was. I did not mean to casually drop that. Was that in this Let's podcast you told out. that story? Let's edit Yeah, that, that was out. the egg, egg corner. Okay. Egg corner. I want to edit that out. That feels weird. <laughs> I You're did not mean fine. that. You're fine. All right, let's get to the goddamn rankings. One of rankings. the coastal elites that nobody can relate to. <laughs> let's get to the rankings. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. So, what do you think? <laughs> Certainly top ten. Um, I call this cream of the crop. Okay. Above the Zem ten. Now, where I have it, I always ask you this, and you you tell me, and then you just go, I agree. But I want to know: Do you want me to say it, or do you want to go first? Because I have I have a spot. This is. In a unique beer because this is one where if we drank it in the winter, I bet it would be, you know, popped right up there at the top. But it's been very nice weather lately. So I see something like Traveling Like Coal shit number eight. 
Prima Pills at six, Spotted Cow at four. All beers I would rather drink right now than Nick, this. I'm not going to turn this because it might fuck up the chords. I have it between Travel and Kolsch and Rodeburger. I have it between <laughs> eight and nine. I think I I'd completely pick this up. agree. I think I'd pick this up over a Rodeburger. Rodeburger is a little nondescript in my mind. I don't know why. I agree. So high. I agree. I the, yeah, that one confused me. I being maybe up there. go back. Don't and remember that one. Re-listen to that because I apparently we loved it. But yeah, I have it below Traveling Like Kolsch. I. That's legitimately like, okay, we're, we're so nine, locked then. in. We at this point we are locked in. This happened a few episodes ago. It did. We, and I totally that was the Coors Devon episode, I believe. It was when we were ranking that. Hey, hey, we're locked in. The cold cans garçon are locked in. Um, is there anything else you want? Joey's to say? been doing uh, French Duolingo, by the way. Can you tell, if guys? You I've been to Dubai and I'm doing French Duolingo. <laughs> is everybody on my corner? Uh, the top percent of the ten percent. The one percent. Of the one percent. The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com 